going on everybody welcome back to episode eight of the last corner here uh i mean what an action-packed episode we have here i mean tons of shit going on in the nhl mlb has been absolutely crazy march madness brackets have been busted since day one uh i mean where do we start um with this uh i mean let's go to our bread and butter here and probably the biggest topic of all uh why don't we kick it off with the nhl trade deadline i mean that's coming up tomorrow uh couple huge moves have already been made so uh why don't we weigh in and talk about those and uh then we'll get to our predictions of where we think people are going uh when time comes tomorrow uh, i mean when we look at tampa here uh they've been pretty active uh they just traded for brandon Hagel, um and what a what a package they had to give up for him i mean me and six were talking and we think it's quite a bit um just for you know him but uh I know Kane says his opinion on it. I haven't really heard much from Brad about it. So, uh, Bradley, why don't we weigh in here? I'll, I'll pop off. Yeah, he's a he's a really solid player. He can, he can move up and down. He'll probably be third line if I'm projecting in Tampa. Maybe Nick Paul now that they just got him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's really good. He got experience playing with some top guys. Played with Debrinkin and Kane a little bit uh, last year and this year. He can score. Yeah, I mean, he does it all. He's pretty big in the corners and stuff. I think it's just another great depth piece that helped Tampa last year. A lot of depth guys scoring for them, like Ross Colton scored the game-winning goal, I think, in Game 7 against the Islanders last year. Just another one of those guys. You can just do it all and deep in your lineup. I like it. A little lot. I do agree. That's It was a hefty price. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Radish, Boris Kachuk, and then Two first-rounders, 2023 and 2024. Um, I mean, I was – Those are good drafts, too. Huh? Those are good drafts, too. That's the the Bedard draft, no? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tampa's not drafting Bedard. No. (laughs) Um, I cut you off there, Weirdsy. What were you saying? No, no, no. I was was just going over uh, who they were giving up. Um, Okay. I I know you got a pretty good opinion on this, so – yeah, I, I didn't mind this this deal. I thought it was a probably a little little rich. Um, you know, two first and two two roster players. Um, you know, both guys that were pretty uh like with Kachuk and and Radish, both guys that are were pretty uh highly regarded prospects at, at one point. Um, you know, they're kind of getting a little older now, probably not gonna pan out the way that uh uh into those kind of top six forwards that they're projected as, but you know, it's still two decent prospects, two, two pretty good picks. Um, but I like it for, uh, for Tampa. Cause you know, like Brad said, he, you know, he's a, you know, big guy, um, you know, does it, does everything right. He's two way guy goes in the corners, can score, put the puck in the net. He can, he can make plays. He like, he's, you know, yeah. Like a good, you know, middle six player. Um, you know, he's still young. He's only 23, so he's got potential to get better. Um, and he's signed for three more years at $1.5 for a guy that's a 55, 60-point player. Like, you know, to me, like, that's just – that's – he's going to be the new, like, Goudreau, um, you know, type, type piece. Frederick, Frederick Goudreau, not Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Just to clear up, and going going uh you know still on the topic of Tampa Bay, I know Brad alluded to it really briefly there, but as we're recording this, Nick Paul is on his way to uh you know the Sunshine State, and Matthew Joseph and a fourth round pick are coming back the other way. What do you guys think about that one? I don't think the salary cap exists for those Florida teams. <laughs> 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 just I don't I don't get how they you know every year Tampa does it they always find a way to get around the salary cap and uh Florida's done that this year um you know they got kind of I don't say lucky with timely injury by by Akblad, but you know they've got a good team they're rolling put them on injury reserve and and he can uh you know they can pick up some more depth pieces and he's being ready for the start of the playoffs Nick Paul going to Tampa, like, you know, same thing we kind of touched on there. Like he's kind of that, 
you know, their version of Goudreau and, and um, fuck, who's the other guy they picked up? Coleman. Oh, yeah. You know, this kind of, these two deals seem kind of like those, the version, this year's version of, of those two deals, so. Yeah, I mean, not a, not a bad move for Ottawa. I mean, uh, sure as shit is a lot better than the pickup of Travis Hamannick a couple hours earlier than this. I don't know where the thought process is with that because you got a lot of young guys coming up in the Ottawa defense system, and Hamannick's just going to cock block a couple of them coming up, JBD, Sanderson, you know. you got to give these guys a clear pathway because they're the future. Brandstrom, too, in there. <laughs> I mean, we got to ship Zaitsev out the other way, so I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, Brad, I know you were excited about Matthew Joseph. The more I'm reading about it, you know, it, it is kind of a decent pickup over Paul. He's two years younger. They have the same amount of points. And Joseph has some less uh, less minutes game game over game. But, you know, I guess we'll see how it, how it pans out. It helps. I don't think Nick Paul wanted to stay, right? Yeah, he declined a, an offer. And, like, Matthew, years, Matthew right? Joseph. What? Was it a four-year deal? Yeah, he declined $10 million over four years. Wow. Yeah, so like with Joseph, he's fast as hell. Plays on the PK. Big body, he's rough. Uh, I like him on the wing. Probably second line right now. He can grow. Lots of room to develop. A couple Stanley Cups under his belt too. I mean, you know, I know he's still young and Ottawa's young, but that'll be a good little thing to have in the dressing room too. They haven't seen he's, a Stanley Cup in a while. He's already, he's already <laughs> he's, got... He's already got two rings, half the Suns teams and Pampers still in the league. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's got some time before he's helping the boys through the playoff hump. Yeah. But we'll see. Well, and he's, a, he's an East Coast guy too, isn't he? So he's about as close as you can get to home. Yeah, he's French. Yeah. Um, uh, is he French? Well, like his name's French, but I thought he was uh, like from the East Coast. I know, you have to ask him. Yeah, right. honestly, well, honestly, honestly, not sure about that. One. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just sending him a text here. We'll see. <laughs> I heard Google's a good source for that. Honestly, Bleacher Report, eh, brother? Maybe, will, maybe you can get back to us. Only on for that. UFC picks. Uh, um, I mean, boys, I know you know tons of moves, and I mean the big name that we talked about on the last pod, right? Uh, pretty much was Giroux, where he was gonna go. Um, and going back to the Sunshine State, I mean, he goes to Florida, like we talked about. Um, it was funny, I think, when it was happening and they said that, you know, he was going to sit out these next two games. We were talking in our group chat here, and I kind of threw out a name, Owen Tippett, and Keynes was like, yeah, he sucks. I mean, he hasn't been great, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, you know, I felt like if, you know, Florida was going to give up anybody to go the other way, it, you know, it was definitely going to be him because rightfully so, he had been in talks about, you know, getting shipped out. So it was only fitting. Um, and then, they, of course, they get a first-round pick. And I think it was a third-round pick as well in 2023. So, I mean, good little package for them. But Florida also got a little bit back as well, right? Other than – Two, two fourths and two other roster players too, right? Like German Rubsev. I got it up right here. German Rubsev. Connor Bonnerman and a 2024 fifth round pick. They sound like a couple of baseball yeah. players. Those are, they're actually not bad players. Like Rubstov was a first round pick by Philly a couple of years ago. I was yeah. expecting more back for Giroux. I thought he'd be hefty. Well, he kind of forced his way to like it, kind of like how Taylor Hall did to Boston last year. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why he only got a second round pick back. Whereas like Drew was only willing to go to, to Florida. So they kind of hamstring the flyers. Those top the... two lines now are loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they've got Giroux slotted in the top line with Barkov and then first line power play center. So that first power play is fucked. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Well, their whole team, like they're because it's not even just their top two lines. Their their bottom six is solid. Like they they're there's deep everywhere. You know, they picked up two defense in the last two days as well. And their know, goalies aren't too shabby. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess Bobrovsky's okay. No, they're kind okay. of a they're a scary team to you know 
play against. So yep. that whole that whole Atlantic division is loading up, though. You know, it's been a bit of an arms race between Tampa, Boston, um, Florida, and, and um, Toronto. They've all added some pieces the last couple of days, and I'm sure they're not uh, they're not all done. So I do like the move though, Florida. They're in. Cooper does have a fucking unreal year. Barkov's usually doing his thing. Sucks that Ekblad got injured, but I guess good timing. Hopefully he's back for the playoffs. Even Mackenzie Weger, though, is doing really good this year on defense, Dude, so he's and, probably moving up. And Bennett and LeClaire, or Duclair, sorry, are doing um doing well too, helping the guys out, you know, on the depth. Yeah, even side. Sam Reinhardt at the start of the year. He's came and been yeah. money. Dude, I think you're all in. Go ahead, Brad. No, I was just saying they're all in. Like, they're ready. I mean, you know, Sags touching on Duclair. I mean, I think that was a really good pickup for Florida. Um, he was with Ottawa before, right, I think? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he got away from he got away from what he was in before and went to Ottawa. He did all right and then came to Florida, and he's done, you know, a good team. And I think it's kind of showing. Um, so um, it'll be interesting to see. And, I mean, you know, Touching with Ekblad, you know, we've talked about him from the jump here on this pod and, you know, going to the LTIR. Um, you know, do you maybe see Florida going out and doing something else tomorrow? Do you, are, are they able to? Have you guys heard anything? Or? I don't know if they have enough ammunition left to do anything else. No? Like, they don't have a first or second round pick until 2025. Yeah. Right. You know, they might be able to add some some more depth pieces, but they're not going to be able to get a guy. Like, they're not going to be in on any more of the top guys, I don't think. No, well, you already got the best forward available and one of the best defensemen available, so I, th- I yeah. think you're done. And they got Robert Haig as well this afternoon, who's kind of a, a depth piece on, on defense, which probably was that insurance for um, for Ekblad going down. Oh, good. I mean, Florida, like Brad said, Florida's all in. So it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, finish it off there near the end of the year. But, I mean, you know, one one trade that I want to talk about, and, you know, he was, you know, I think he was number one on the trade bait um, when I was looking at TSN's list was Hampus Lindholm um, going to Boston um, and then signing an eight-year deal uh, with 6.5 mil. Um Interesting little trade there. And I mean, I didn't really look too far into it and what was fully given up. Um, maybe you guys can, but um, Boston seems to like it. And I, I think the fans, you know, seem to like uh, him coming in there as well. It's yeah. an aggressive contract to not know how he's going to do there yet. I feel eight years already is like, you're our guy on blue line. A good cap hit though for him, six point. Oh yeah, yeah. Like did that's, well there. that's pretty fair. But that is a long contract, and it takes him. Yeah, Tony's like 35, 36. You know, something like that. Like it. Yeah, I think the the back half of that contract could be a, a bit iffy. But you know, if you're Boston, they've only got a couple more kicks at the can, anyways, because their their core is kind of getting pretty, pretty old now. It's especially for that long, and then if you're keeping – if you still want McAvoy as your number one, you're doing a lot for a number two guy. I don't know if he's going to be paired with him. I don't know which way he shoots, so I don't know if he'll be second pairing or with McAvoy, but, I mean, he's a good player to see how he does there. He kind of – that fit, I instantly think, Tory Krug of how he was kind of along the same style. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, maybe – just kind of a replacement after they lost him a couple years ago. They have him currently slotted on the top pairing with McAvoy. Oh, yeah? That's it. That'd be a good little duel. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good move for them. Like, he's a good player and should be, um, yeah, like, if he's up on the top pair, um, I like that, that pair, him and McAvoy. Like, both of them can move. Both of them can, you know, get up the ice and Great offense and yeah, I like yeah. it. Like like Lindholm's like a all situations kind of guy. So um, 
big pickup for Boston there. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what other defensemen uh, get moved as well. I know there's quite a few of them in the talks, uh, like um, <laughs> Luke Shen, old-time Leaf, um, yeah. Calvin DeHaan. Um, I mean, you know, there's tons. Um, I mean, one, one big one went away today, but I'll kind of save that uh, towards the end there um, and talk about a guy um, we talked about on the last pod um, when it comes to the goalie situation um, and Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, I know we were talking yesterday and, you know, there's been a little bit of rumble on Twitter um, about him in Minnesota. Um, other than yesterday, I think it was Friedman. I saw him tweet out. He's kind of my guy that I follow when it comes to this kind of stuff. But he tweeted that, you know, there's been that little initial conversation of maybe Minnesota. Uh, haven't seen anything else. I mean, what do you guys think? Have you heard anything else? Or do you think, you know, if Minnesota can move him or go get him, sorry, uh, and Flurry wants to go there? Because I think it comes down to where Flurry wants to go, right? Like he said no to Washington. He said no to Toronto. Um, I mean, if he does say yeah to many, what, what do you think of that? Because they got Talbot, right? I mean, what do you do there? Yeah, you know, Talbot's not been playing the greatest lately. So, I don't know. I guess for, for me, like, you don't really see contenders, like legitimate contenders trading for goalies at the deadline. Like the last, the last like big name goalie to, to move was Ryan Miller at the deadline yeah. um, to St. Louis. And that really didn't work out overly well. So I think they got bounced in the first round that year. They gave up a lot to get Miller. So um, like most, most cup contenders are already pretty, pretty set in net. So um, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Like, cause even when Flurry went to uh, to Vegas, um, you know, they they already had Leonard there, and and he was kind of a you know part of a tandem. And I mean, they didn't win a cup, but they went to the final, right? But or no, sorry, I I guess I got that wrong because Flurry was picking the expansion draft, right? And then they yeah. traded for Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then Leonard yeah. took over. Yeah. But yeah, either way, like, you know, I don't think that, I don't know, like, if he's not willing to wait for Toronto or Washington, I don't see why he'd want to go to Minnesota. Um, you know, it's because it, it's, it's probably not a place where he's going to stay long term anyways, or, or re-sign in because their, their cap situation is fucked next year. Yeah. So. And just kind of like a push to get to the playoffs, but yeah, I don't know. Him, him in Minnesota would be. What do you guys? What do you think, Segs or Brad? Anything? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be a, I don't know, kind of a weird fit. I don't, I don't really yeah. see it happening. I, I thought if, if anything, maybe he'd, he'd look into, uh, into Toronto. But I'm like, I saw a couple of tweets today that maybe he'd have a reunion with Pittsburgh. <laughs> but. Um, I don't know. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's got their guy right now as well. So I don't know how much Flurry would help them as like going there. But um, yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see where he goes because it's hard to see him going to Minnesota. I mean, is there even a possibility of him not getting moved at all? Like, I mean, is that maybe like a higher chance than him actually getting dealt? Because it seems right now that it's very you know hard for them to find a suitor for him to go to um, like Pittsburgh. I mean, you said they got Jari. He's been playing pretty well this year. If he goes there, there's a reunion. He's just going to be the backup, right? Yeah. So um, I don't know. Really, I guess that's not a horrible thing. You know, you've, you've got, you've got the veteran kind of talking your, you know, talking Jari through the whole process. If they, if they make a bit of a run and, and then if Jari has a couple of bad games, Flurry's right there. It's not the worst outcome but um yeah i don't know uh, and to your point like he, he could just stay in chicago <laughs> it's yeah. hard to hard to say so, uh, i think if you're mini you hammer down on it get him i mean last year i think they played vegas in the first round i think three games were one nothing right from either side like they they can score their defense is real nice on both sides of the ice but T cam talb is untrustworthy to say the least yeah, I like I like I I don't know. I don't know how long he'd be there, but 
I think you might as well, right? Like, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Fucking go for it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of harder to compete with other teams when they're all making moves and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the East has been a pretty big arms race, um, you know, lately. And the, the West hasn't really done much outside of Colorado getting um, Josh Manson last week. And that's a team that I kind of wonder what, what they do. Like if they're, if they're done adding or not, because um, I know they were in on Drew. They had a better package for Drew, but he didn't want to go there. He wanted to go to Florida. Um, so I wonder kind of what, what options uh, they're looking at. Andrew Cop. Yeah. I think he's a money fit there. He's probably – well, Cop's probably a good fit on, on a lot of teams. Yeah, but, but yeah, like, has a better t- chance to win the Cup than most teams. Yeah. No, I – well, that's a, that's a guy I see moving – to um, cop, um, well, Winnipeg hasn't really done much uh, yet either as a seller. So, because um, Stassny's out there as well, he's he's on the last the last uh, year of his contract. So, um, like him and Cop are two, you know, kind of two of the bigger Fords left on the market. Is Stassny hurt right now? Also. I think so. I think he is too. But, I don't know. I I think yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of talk about him. I think he's a sure sure fit to get moved. Um, but I just I don't know where it's so it's so hard to tell. Like, and I mean, you know, I'm not you know the biggest hockey guy when it comes to you know looking into where guys are gonna go. I just kind of know who's gonna get moved and you know stuff like that. You guys know more than I do. Um, but I mean, we'll get, we'll kind of get more into, you know, who's going to get moved and where and what you guys think. Um, and you guys can weigh in on that, but one trade, I mean, I want to talk about, um, to keep it rolling here, um, is, you know, the Leafs went and made a big splash today. I know we talked about it and I've talked about it, you know, quite a bit, um, is, you know, they got to go out and get a goalie. Um, I guess you could say they went and made two moves today. I mean, they put Mrazek on waivers. Uh, shout out to Kyle Dubas for that one. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. Um, but, I mean, they went out and they got Giordano. Um, and it was funny. We talked about it. We talked about him potentially maybe going, you know, back to Calgary, going to Florida, seeing how he fits there, um, what kind of fit that would be. Um, I think we were kind of, you know, caught off guard with the Leafs. I think in the off season it was talked about a little bit, you know, him maybe going there or something like that. And then he got picked up in the expansion draft by the Kraken, but they go out and, you know, they kind of get that guy that they needed on the blue line with Muzzin out, um, not knowing when he's going to come back. And to me, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't a bad return. I mean, two second round picks, um, a third rounder, and then Seattle retains 50% of his salary. I think someone else went to Toronto too. I can't remember. Colin Blackwell. Yeah. Um, thanks, Brad. But I mean, they need that's what the Leafs needed. Um, I mean, you know, that was their big thing from the beginning of the year is you know, we got we got to add to the blue line. Um, you know, we got to get stronger there. Um, their forwards don't really seem to be an issue. Um, you know, they've got their top six guys. Um, Marner's producing Matthews, Bunting's having an unreal year. So going out and getting Giordano here is huge for them. Uh, I want to see what you guys think of this and you know how Giordano will fit um, coming in here. Um, on, honestly, kind of an exciting trade uh, in, in the household for me. My dad's actually pretty good friends with Giordano. So wow. getting that news, uh, you know, my dad was pretty pumped being a pretty, pretty big Sens fan. Uh, he, he messaged me today and said he might have to get a Leaf jersey. So that almost broke, broke me, my, my phone there uh, <laughs> at that message. So I don't know, happy for him, happy his buddy to be here and he could see him play, but. It'll be cool, man. He's he's obviously got a lot of experience under his belt, and the Leafs need that going into the playoffs. They got to get over this first round curse that they've got going on. So, uh, I think he's a really good replacement as they get rid of Dermot. <laughs> it's definitely an upgrade there. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. I think they have him slotted with with Brody right now. So not a bad. Of course, thing. they're getting the Calgary guys back together. Eh? Yeah, exactly. 
I like that. Yeah, I like the move. Actually, I don't know if Blackwell will play for them, but I don't mind him as a player either. He's good in New I'm York. I'm sure he will play for them. You think so? He's having a good. He's having a good year, actually. He's, yeah, him and Yanni Gord work well together. But yeah, he played good the year before as well for the Rangers. Good depth guy. Giordano's just a guy. He kind of helps your goalie out. Does it all defensively. Clears the net. Blocks shots. Hurts McDavid. Yeah, yeah, you know, he if, goons it up out if, there. <laughs> if you're facing Tampa in the first round, maybe he'll get Kucherov out of the game. That'll be that'll be money. <laughs> yeah. That's if he doesn't land on the LTIR by then. Kucherov seems to have a home there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. it was a it was a money move. I know their first their top priority is still a goalie, but it helps if you have great defense in front of you. And yeah. it's a rental, and they didn't give up a first round pick. That's a huge. Oh. I was just going to say that because I think that was the big thing. It was it was down to the Leafs and – oh, fuck, I can't remember who the other team was. They didn't want to part with a first oh, – Leafs and St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. Uh, they didn't want to part with that first rounder. So, I'm kind of glad Dubas went out and was able to uh, do that. Um, and uh, Dubas got uh, Dermot out of there, so that's huge too. For a third round pick, too. Yeah, yeah was, shit, I would have paid that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Jimmy Rutherford's thinking, <laughs> but holy shit. That, so, yeah, I, I, I like that trade for Toronto. Um, they didn't pay too high a price, considering some of the other trades that have, uh, that have gone down the last couple of days. Um, you know, got one of the bigger defensive pieces on the market, one of the bigger pieces on the trade market in general. Um, you know, like Brad said, like big guy clears the net, you know, offensively he's not what he used to be, but, uh, you know, and he's not really that kind of first pairing guy, all around guy, but if he's on your second pair. Uh, you know, you're in, you're in good shape. So, um, once Muzzin's back, I think that gives them a real solid top four. You have a defensive defenseman on each line. Huge. Yeah, that can – yeah, and then you've got, you know, Riley who can kind of do it all, like a two-way guy. And, um, you know, so who would you say you'd be paired with? Probably Brody. Brody. Yeah. So like I, don't th- I don't think that lasts, though, to be honest. If I, I wouldn't keep him there for long, I'd keep Bro- Brody and Riley together just to spread the love a bit. Yeah. Oh, and then, well, and then Giordano and Muzzin would be one hell of a shutdown pairing. And then like Labushkin and Hall. Yeah. Got some big boys. Yeah. Well, that's been their problem the last couple of years in, in the playoffs is that they haven't had, you know, like they're built for the regular season. Like they're really you know, really skilled, can put the puck in the net, things like that. But when the game kind of gets uh, tighter in the playoffs and there's, you know, less penalties being called and, um, you know, defenses tighten up and things like that, um, they haven't been able to score or really, uh, you know, defend well. So I think that this helps them, you know, they had Blackwell is a depth piece up front who can, He's having a good year offensively, so hopefully he can kind of chip in in the bottom six and help them out, give them a bit more depth scoring there. And and then Giordano's a guy who can help them uh, have that little bit more of an edge defensively and physically, um, you know, in the playoffs. Is this Harry Satiri, Harry Satiri guy, the new starter for the Leafs from the K? Olympic gold, 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 Olympic gold, gold medalist. medalist. Yeah. <laughs> He clears oh, waivers. Fuck. I was gonna say yeah, because see, I saw like, he was put on waivers, and then, but they said that they signed him already. They yeah, but when he when he sign a guy from Europe in the middle of the season, he has to get put on waivers, um, and then uh, before he can join your team. So, you know, if you're like, if so, if you're a team like Arizona or or Buffalo or something, like, why wouldn't you put a claim in on him? I was gonna say, who, so, someone well. would go in there and be a sneaky sweep up, or what? Like, I, like if I was Arizona, I'd, I'd, I'd claim them, 
and I'd say to Toronto, oh, you got to give me a fourth round pick to get him back or something. <laughs> Sneaky. I mean, Brad, I got a question for you. I know you talked about, we were talking about the least pair there. You said Labushkin. Um, you think Sandine's the odd man out, or do you think they'll kind of go mm. back and forth between those two? Yeah, it's actually hard to judge. I'd honestly put Sandine or Hall. I think Labush is just good defensively, considering the Leafs can score no problem, so they don't really need Sandine on the blue line, as I see it. When you're letting in three, four goals a game, you need that defensive defenseman with Labushkin. And Hall's been questionable for the last, like, four years, however long he's played. He, yeah, he's tough to watch, so, I mean, even watching him in the playoffs, it's even fucking worse. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just another Jake Garner, I think. Yeah, absolute nightmare. Well, boys, those are just a few of the moves that uh, have been going on. I'm sure we'll uh, be seeing more as tomorrow goes on and we get closer to 3 p.m. Um, but, you know, let's move right into it and let's talk about who we think's going where and who's buyer, who's sellers. I know we talked about it briefly on the last pod, but, you know, with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, um, things have really ramped up. So let's fire it up here. Kane's made a list of buyers and sellers, so I think he should pop off. Oh, okay. So, well, so I was just thinking, um, you know, we've seen teams that have already bought, you know, Florida, Tampa, um, Toronto, and, and Boston. Um, there's a couple other, you know, top contenders that, that haven't done done much. Um, so, as a Kane's fan, Carolina comes to mind. Um, they're first in their division. They haven't made a move yet. Um you know, we'll see what, what they do. Colorado's made one move with Josh Manson. They were in on on Giroux. Um, so they're looking at another top end forward. Um, you know, we'll touch on, I guess, who's who uh, that top end forward could uh, could be later. Um, you know, New York's uh, hanging around in the Metro as well. Um, this is kind of their first year of, you know, them opening up to being a, a playoff team. So it's kind of interesting to see what uh, what they do. Um, you know, if they kind of, you know, end up being big buyers or if they just kind of stand pat and, and, uh, you know, cause they, they see, if you see all these other teams in the Metro and Atlantic, uh, you know, loading up. So I think they're an interesting team to watch in the next 24 hours. Um, St. Louis, we talked about them. They were in on Giordano. They were in on Hampus Lindholm. They're looking for, for another top 4D there. Um, Minnesota, we talked about with their goaltending situation, and Pittsburgh's another another one to me that's pretty interesting. Um, Sid's having a good year, you know. Him and Malkin aren't getting any younger. They probably only got a couple more kicks at the can at it. Um, they're having a good season. They're second in the Metro right now. They haven't done anything yet, um, but that's uh, that's a team I'd I'd really watch uh, tomorrow. Like Brian Burke's in there now. Burke and Hextall and you know Hextall is pretty conservative as a, as a GM but but Berkey uh Berkey likes to make moves so yeah, he's Oba. fucking wild <laughs> what's that he's fucking wild when it comes to the deadline <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's I, I mean like, so that's I mean like he, he's he's wild when it comes to the deadline but he hasn't they haven't done anything yet and you know they've got a team that could you know it's probably their best chance with the the core that they have so we'll see what they do. Yeah. So um, I mean, well, yeah. I was gonna well, ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just, just gonna ask if you guys had any other contenders. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Where's the? I'll go after. Well, I wasn't gonna say contender. I was gonna talk about Pittsburgh for a minute. But if you have a contender, fire that off. No, I don't have a contender. I just have another hot take on a trade. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I got hot take JVR to Nashville. Or New York. Wow. What do you guys think about that? Which New York? Rangers. The Rangers, obviously, can. <laughs> the Mets. <Yeah. laughs> the news Yankee. That'd be yeah, nifty. Shortstop. <laughs> the Rangers really do are a questionable team on their bottom six. So even if you bolster the top two, that helps. I wouldn't mind that at all, Seggy. Well, Steve. so I think I think the thing with the the Rangers is that you know 
they're a pretty mediocre team without um, just Yurkin in that. Yeah, he says that right now as Gorgiev's posting a friggin' 41 save donut on your canes, bud. Oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> With Tony D'Angelo back in the mix, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's their biggest problem when he's not in the lineup. They can't win without him. <laughs> Game's not over yet. Maybe it's just the canes. <laughs> Could be. Neither, but neither no, I, I, out, I, so. do, I do agree with you, though, because Igor is just. A bur- the Great Wall of China this year. Gorgiev's kind of average. Yeah, but they look like an average team. Like they, they're getting out shot 41 15 right now in the third period. And, you know, normally Gorgiev is fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same thing, same thing happened with the uh, Leafs the other night against the Canes, though. I mean, they were just. They were just peppering the Leafs, and then Leafs came out on top. So, I mean. Yeah. You know what that means? No one's in the front of the net, Keynesy. Yeah. yeah. Well. What's D'Angelo doing? Two easy shots. Well, D'Angelo's a defenseman. He shouldn't be down there anyways. <laughs> no, they needed another big another like big body guy, I think. That's why I think for them, like a guy like Lawson Kraus is kind of a good pickup or like. I could see them picking up Domi tomorrow. Yeah, Max Domi is going to be a name I was going to say to look for on the move, but I don't know where he'd go. I feel like anyone would take a look at him and be like, yeah, we could use him. Do we still think JT Miller is going to find himself a different team? No. If so he's where? Staying. He's staying. They're like three points out of a playoff spot, no? Uh, they're close. Yeah, they're close. And Vegas is dropping out, so one spot's available. Yeah. yeah that'll be that'll be it's hard to trade your best player at the deadline. I mean Philly did it, but when you're that close to the playoffs, it's you're throwing in the towel early. So I mean, you know, if we think JT Miller's not going anywhere. I know Brock Besser's been talking about obviously he's gotta stay, right? No, I think he's he's going to Pittsburgh. You think so? Yeah, for Kapanen. Okay, oh. uh, I think maybe maybe you took no, the like, no, but like I actually write that, actually write that down. I, I think, think that's like oh, that's dude, a legit the amount of oh, dude, last year I wrote down so many of Kane's trades. Pretty sure I got like one out of twenty right. So well, I think Kane's just took the edible. Forget Bradley. Like, oh, no chance. But I I'm reading that with with Hamannick out the door because that's what Hamannick left from right Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. With Hammond and Hammonick gone, the, like Dorian basically is playing assistant GM to to Vancouver, opening up some cap space for them to sign Besser now. Wow. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around. Miller's got to go. I know Vancouver's close. I don't see them holding on, man. I don't. I don't see them getting into the playoffs. So they have a better chance of making the playoffs than Vegas. Well, look, look who's out for Vegas, though. I mean, exactly. That means one spot's open. I think Dallas is the only team ahead of them. They're only like what five, five points out of a wild card. Points. Yeah, five points out. And the way Demko's been playing, other than last night, he's been rock solid. They can score if their guys can just stop being streaky. Like if Pedersen and Bester just become consistent, they're getting in. So. A little off topic here, but Bobby Bobby Margarita just <laughs> sent out a tweet here that Minnesota has traded their top prospect, Jack McBean, um, who's a college player at Boston College, didn't want to sign in Minnesota, so they've been chopping his rights. Um, looks like they're moving him to Arizona. So that's a big pickup for them. Like he's actually he's a pretty good like a pretty solid prospect. I was going to say, I don't follow prospects much, but I've heard a lot of talk about him, and he seems to be legit. Well, he's yeah. off to play at the university arena. Over at ASU, <laughs> baby. One university Home arena of the Sun Devils. You know the drill. <laughs> actually, I think, I think Boston College actually plays in the garden, so he's playing in an NHL arena right now. So, yeah, so he's downgrading. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Poor guy. Poor guy. 
I mean, one hot take that I want to take, um, and I mean, I feel like he's been talked about a lot, even like last year, was Jake DeBrusque. I mean, I, I could maybe see him going to Pittsburgh. What do you guys think? I mean, Keynes want, wants to say, what, Besser for – did you say Besser for Kapanen? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe DeBrusque for Kapanen? <laughs> mm. No, I don't see that happening. Domi for DeBrusque? No, huh. Domi's a rental. Domi, Domi for sure will get moved. Um, I would, uh, I would think that, um, Domi's probably actually going to go to Carolina. That's probably my prediction. Being a Carolina fan, how do you feel about that? Um, he's what they need, you know, like they, uh, you know, he should come fairly cheap. He's not having... Uh, a great year, like points wise, but also he's on Columbus and they're kind of dog shit right now. I'd sure as shit take him over Lawson Krause. <laughs> Lawson Krause, two seconds ago, just got an assist on a Phil Kessel goal. <laughs> oh, so that's another guy, Phil, Phil Castle. So, yeah. so I was reading Arizona's willing, like they're only asking for a third round pick for him. Um, but that's a guy that, uh, you know, he's playing in Arizona, you know, doesn't have much, much to go for. Like he's, you know, guy's new kid now and everything. But I think that, you know, he's, he's actually not having that, that bad of season and him getting moved to a playoff team, um, you know, like in, in Pittsburgh on their, their two cup runs there. He was unbelievable on that HBK line. Um, you know, so I could see him kind of getting a fire lit under him, uh, you know, as well if, if he gets moved tomorrow. He's going back to Toronto. I hope not. No, back no. Dion's coming out of retirement. <laughs> Phil's going back to Toronto. We're getting the band back together. Perfect. We'll call up Eddie Balfour. We're good to go. <laughs> Yeah, trade for Luke Shen. <laughs> yeah. You get see, see, see what Gary Roberts is up to these days. Dude, Ponikarovsky and Antropov, third line pairing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're back in the mix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. See what Gary Roberts and Darcy Tucker are up to these days. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's. I'm looking at the list on TSN right now. Um, but I kind of want to touch on um, Varlamov. I mean, we talked about him on the last pod, and we had a little bit of banter in our group chat earlier about, you know, um, the Canes and the Leafs and whatnot. And, you know, if the Leafs go get a goalie, what's going to make them better or who it's going to be? I mean, I would say if they can, Varlamov. I mean, I don't know if it can still happen with the trade that they just made to – get Giordano, um, but with Morazic on waivers, and I mean, I'm sure he'll clear unless someone's stupid enough to pick him up. Um, <laughs> he'll probably he'll probably go play for the Marlies, I would assume. Uh, don't worry, the Sens will probably pick him up. Yeah, I mean, why not? Because Forsberg's on the uh, trade bait now, so ship yeah. out Forsberg and bring in Morazic. There you go. That, that's a win for the Sens. I'll be looking for the nearest bridge. <laughs> I'll throw a goalie name out there that might get shopped. Uh, the Ben. I went out Jordan Bennington got moved soon. Maybe not at the deadline next year, maybe. I would watch out for him, though. So you think Huso's their guy going forward, huh? 100%. <laughs> you guys touched on all the big names. The only thing I really know, Montreal will definitely move a defenseman, whether that be Petrie or Kulak. One of them's gone. Do you think Chikrin's going tomorrow? No, it's been it's been no rumblings. He's probably more of an off-season deal. So, so the the problem with a move like a chicken move is that you got to give up a good roster player for him, right? And if you're a contender now, like you want to add and not really take much away from your team, um, you know, like 
you know, if you're, so if you're trading for Chikrin, you got to give up like a young top six forward for him as well as like a first round pick and stuff like that. And, you know, do you want to mess up that chemistry up front to add a, a player like him when you can add a rental now and just wait to the off season to, to pick up? I'll, I'll, I'll take a hot take on him. Um, I think he will get moved. Um, I mean, we talked about him maybe going to LA. Um, I think if he's going to go anywhere, it will be there. I think Dowdy just got hurt and his injury is worse than they expected. So you saying, you know, give up a young possible top six forward, Akil Thomas, why not send him Arizona? Chickering and then, you know, that first round pick or whatever it is. I mean, that's not an awful, awful trade. I mean, Akil Thomas has been good in the juniors and in the OHL with the Pete's right games. So, I mean, I just don't know why he's not playing in the NHL. I know he's developing in the A. Yeah. I know, I know he was hurt for a little bit, but if, if there was a, prospect to go I think him. I don't know what you guys yeah. I if, mean if, the, the Kings really the Kings have a great prospect pool which kind of helps them right now because they're in a playoff so right now they're not playing great hockey right now but it does help them for the future knowing we got all these guys just waiting in the lineup and they're good enough to be a playoff to get into the playoffs at least, but it's a good, it'll be a good move to make a splash to trade a prospect. Keynes, you know who I, th- who I think I can see your Keynes going out and getting tomorrow? Who? Cal Clutterbuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. The Islanders love that guy. That whole line is their bread and butter. Him, Sezikis, and Matt Martin. Well, they sent they sent him and someone else out today, so surely he's got to be on the move. Yeah, um, I well, so they're so Carolina's like fourth line isn't the problem. Like they've got a pretty good fourth line right now. They need more of a guy up in the lineup that can score. Yeah, no shit. They just got shut out. <laughs> like Gorgiev. Borgiev, the guy yeah, who makes 40, New York look average when he's in 44 the Forty-four shots can get one goal on him. So they need like they need to get Phil Forsberg or something. You get Phil Castle, guys, a natural goal scorer. Yeah, I'd take Phil Castle too. Take them all, dude. He's he's another big name, Forsberg. He's not going anywhere. He might. So I was reading. I was reading this afternoon that the con. So they had contract talks. Um, Nashville and in, in, in Forsberg's camp uh, this afternoon and came out not even close, not even in the same ballpark. So, you know, it could be a possibility that uh, that he moves. Well, it'd be pretty quick to put a trade together, but yeah, I can see it. And then there's also there's always like there's always a trade out of left field that nobody sees. Coming, Jordan Bennington, gone. Ben, I so I was gonna say, Detroit's been really quiet. They made one move today. They trade Troy Stetcher for a seventh round pick. Um, it was pretty much a nothing trade. But that's a team that's got a couple pieces. Like they'll probably move Letty, um, you know, tomorrow. But I could see them moving a guy like uh, Hronik. Um, you know, he's, he's young, but he's sort of a little bit older than their current core. So I wonder if you move him, um, you know, and, uh, you know, get, get the max return. So kind of how Chicago did with, with Hagel, like where, you know, what they're trying to build is, is something that's, uh, um, you know, a little bit younger than, than that age group. So. Um, he's a guy I would think uh, could be on the move. My kind of prediction for. Let's wrap up the trade talk here. Who's your biggest guy moving tomorrow? I'm gonna say Flurry's gone. To many, uh, I think that's gonna happen. 
I'll, I'll, I'll bite and say JT Miller. Um, I don't know where, but he's he's going somewhere. <laughs> Good take, <it>. Sags. <laughs> Gaines. Uh. Luke Shen. Yeah, let me think here. I'll be. I'll get back to you in a second here. Brett Kulak. I think there'll be a big name move tomorrow. Like, oh wow! What a breaking news <laughs> wow. story from you. Get him on the panel. <laughs> Oh man, that's his prediction. Big, big name, big name. What a risk a big, taker you are. Big name going to the Canes, Max <laughs> Okay, I'll say I'll say Debrinket moves tomorrow. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Wow. Him and, him, and, him and Patty Kane had some words at practice the other day, apparently too. Yeah, dude, brothers. Oh, fight, dude, it was man. it was in the like, middle of the game. Yeah, I was in the middle of the game. Was I think the game? reading too much into it. No, but I can see I can see him moving. Going to Carolina for a sixth round draft pick. Nobody else. Huh, Canes? Sounds about just your trade. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh yeah, I could see him going to LA when we we're talking about them. They they've been looking for another forward and he kinda he's got some term and would fit that lineup pretty nice. I'm going to say Ricard Raquel to the Avs. That's a good shout, actually. That's, like yeah. That. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, while we're on the topic of uh, trades and signings and all this other shit going on in the sports world, let's move to the MLB. Um, I mean, absolutely crazy from the last time that we uh, had the pod. Um, I mean, tons of moves. Uh, we touched on a whole bunch of guys, Freeman, Rizzo, Correa. Those guys have all found homes since the last time that we were, uh, were on here. So, I mean, let's recap it a little bit. And Rizzo, back to the Yankees. I mean, I think I saw it coming. I wasn't too sure. I was kind of hoping for, uh, you know, what's the word? I can't think uh, a reunion. There we go. Reunion back with the Cubs. Um, I mean, I, that, that would have been, that would have been pretty nice, but uh, obviously it goes back to the Yankees and they go and make something happen this off season. Um, I mean, every single Yankees fan wanted a fucking shortstop and they wanted Correa and it just didn't happen. I mean, to speak on that, they make that trade with many to go and trade for Donaldson. And, uh, that other guy, I can't, I can't remember his name to save the life of me. Fucking terrible. But, uh, and then Minnie goes and signs Correa. It's crazy. So, uh, I mean, the Yankees fans weren't too happy about that. They thought that they could have went and signed him, and instead they've got Donaldson and $50 million of his contract. But it'll be nice to have Rizzo back in that lineup. Um, another one for a little bit of a surprise for me. Um, I don't know how much you guys have been following um, all these transactions, but Kenley Jansen to the Braves from the Dodgers, um, they picked him up. I mean, that's a huge piece for their bullpen. Uh, the Braves have a lot of good young starters, um, and to add him on the back end uh, to go out there and close games, um, I think it's pretty huge. He's been with the Dodgers his whole career. I think he was with them. He made a post. He's been with them since he was like 17 years old is when they first originally signed him. So, I mean, you know, Dodgers fans are a little shocked about that, but I think he'll be a good fit there. Um, Braves are still a good team. I mean, I know they lost Freeman, um, but they got Olsen, you know, who's good. Um, speaking of that, we'll jump into uh, Freeman headed to the Dodgers. Uh, did you guys see what he said um, after he signed with the Dodgers? No, no, no. So Atlanta had only spoken to him twice since they had won the World Series and tried to negotiate contracts. And they didn't even tell him that they were moving on. They just went, traded for Olsen, and then they signed him. And he's, well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> guess I'm going somewhere else. Um, and I mean, 
I think he'll be a great fit for the Dodgers. I mean, that lineup's already stacked. It's a fucking super team. Um, so it'll, it'll be tough to beat them. Um, I mean, any other moves that you guys have seen? Or I saw the sun come up the other day. It's about the extent I know of the, the baseball trades here. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm following your lead here. I mean, I didn't even know, you know, Vladdy hit a homer the other day in the first game. You had to inform me of that too. So I, I guess I got to brush up on my baseball. But So, so speaking, of, speaking of trades, speaking of Toronto, um, I think that Chapman trade is going to work out real well for them. You know, gives me a guy on third base. He hit a homer there in his first game today um or was that that was, that was today yeah they crushed yeah. they crushed pittsburgh today yeah see there you, you get you know a little bit there Suggs. shout out score yeah you can go on the tsn app you know <laughs> i mean yeah um yeah no i guess since we're up uh we're up here in toronto like what do you what do you think about uh about the jays chances this uh this year where is he Dude, honestly, before like when they got Chapman, I thought they had the AL East locked up. And then the fucking Boston Red Sox had to go out and get Trevor Story. And I'm like, I, I really don't know who's going to win that division. Uh, I was saying to some family members today, we were talking, and I think it's going to come down to pitching. Uh, I really do. I mean, you know, all those teams – other than Baltimore, who's just dog shit. They're dog shit every year. Um, I mean, they can all hit. They can all score runs. But I think it's really going to come down to the pitching. And I think, you know, I was saying to my stepdad there today, I said, you know, if the Jays are going to win, they got to go out and add to the bullpen. I think their starters are okay. You know, they'll get them their wins. They'll get them their innings. They'll eat them up. Um, but, I mean, when it comes to it, uh, those kind of mid to late innings, uh, they're going to have to pick somebody up. Because they've got Pearson and they've got Romano who are solid. But if you're going to beat the Yankees, the Rays, and now the Red Sox, um, you got to go out and maybe get you know one or two more arms. But I'm going to go and I'm going to say the Jays. Um, they'll, they'll win that division just because, you know, Jays fan, a little biased. Living in, you know, the Boston area now, you'd think I'd switch switch corners, but I uh, got to stay true. It's just fun to watch them, man. I mean, you know, one through nine, they're entertaining. Um, and now that they're back home in the Rogers Center, in that atmosphere, and, you know, you just look at it last year, how close they were to making the playoffs. Like, they had a winning record, and they didn't even get into the playoffs because of the division that they're in. So I'm sure it'll be a situation like that for a team in that division again, but I think the Jays will come out on top. I, I hope they do. I mean, what do you guys think? Who, who, you, who are you taking for that one? Jays as well? or I think the Jays as well, but that's that division is – that's the toughest division in baseball. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Yankees added, Red Sox added. Um you know, every team in that division has, has gotten better this off season. So, um, you know, as much as Toronto's additions, uh, you know, help them and, and, and give them an edge, all the other teams went out and, and beefed up their, their lineups as well. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a fun, fun season. Like it's going to be real competitive, real close all, all year. Like, you know, you're not going to see one team pull ahead. No. Too uh, much. So. I agree. And I mean, you know, talking about that, you know, Chapman deal a little bit more. I mean, I, I'm surprised, um, you know, we gave up, we were able to give up what we did. I mean, you know, we gave up our 19th overall pick in last year's draft, which, you know, hurts us the most, Gunnar Hoagland. But I mean, other than that, you know, it, it wasn't a bad, you know, trade. I mean, Kevin Smith, who's an infielder, he's MLB ready. Um, I think it was last year he made his debut, but I mean, it's so hard for someone like him to come in and play in that infield. I mean, you know, you got Bouchette, you've now got Chapman, um, you've got Biggio at second. I mean, you had uh, Marcus Simeon last year. He's obviously gone now, but 
I mean, I think it's even going to be tough for Biggio to get in the lineup. So I'd look for maybe them to move him somewhere maybe if he can't prove to himself that he can be the Jays every day starting second baseman. Because you've also got Espinal. Maybe you move him over to second now that Chapman's there. So that's, that's you know, a good trade for the Jays. And they, they needed it to happen. And, I mean, you know, funny enough, last time Jays went out and got a third baseman uh, from the A's, he was the, AL right? he was the AL MVP the following year. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the season that Chapman has. And I think they got him at the right time because he had a down season last year. His defense is always amazing. His bat was a little quiet, but, you know, with the player that he is and the environment that he's in, and he said right away, he's like, I love Toronto. You know, I love the environment. I love playing there. So I think he's just going to have a monster year. And him and Guerrero going, you know, three, four, whoever's hitting three, whoever's hitting four. I mean, those guys back to back, it's going to be fucking dangerous, man. Like, there's going to be some high-scoring games. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, you know, Jay's got to go out and get another arm. But, I mean, I could talk about that trade all day and talk about the Jays, but there's other, you know, moves that had happened. Um, I mean, Nick Castellanos um, went out, and he's with the Phillies now. Um, he was previously with Cincy there. Um, I think that's a good move for them, uh, having him in the outfield with Bryce Harper. Um, and, you know, they've got JT Realmuto, um, Reese Hoskins, their first baseman. So they'll be another good team. And, I mean, you know, not a bad uh, pitching rotation there as well. Um, baseball is going to be fun to watch this year. Um, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I mean, I know it's spring training right now, so they're getting a lot of, you know, the prospects and the young guys in. But once this season gets going, uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, I mean, there's a couple more moves to be had. Um, I think there's a few other free agents. Oh, almost forgot. Chris Bryant to the Rockies. I know you guys got something to say about that. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I mean, Chris Bryant going to the Rockies. Um, what do you guys think? I just wanted him to go to the Jays, man. That would have been sick. I mean, he was, he was talked about for a while. I know Kane's every, every, you know, half hour on the hour, he was tweeting any new, any Chris Bryant news yet. And he was all over it, but <laughs> yeah. um, didn't pen out the way we wanted, but I don't know. Not a bad move. And I mean, you know, him, it, it was a surprise for him to go where he went, but I think the Rockies can now build around that. I mean, I don't, I don't follow them at all. Um, I haven't followed them since uh, Cargo. Carlos Gonzalez was playing for them, who was, you know, their guy. But hopefully it's a good marketing piece to help people go there. I mean, that division's okay. Uh, it's not great, but uh, if they get someone. And then talking about guys going to the Jays, I mean, we talked about Schwarber. He's gone to the Phillies as well. So, I mean – there's another bat that you have. So it's, it's going to be a crazy year. Um, I was kind of hoping the Jays didn't get him just because I didn't know how he was going to fit. And he's a little bit on the older side um, and he's kind of injury prone. So I'm glad he went elsewhere, but dude, I'm, I'm stoked about that Chapman deal. So, I mean, we'll see how the season goes and obviously, you know, we'll keep close tabs and we'll get Seg's baseball knowledge back up and same with Bradley because uh guy guy's kind of quiet over there <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean you know it's a, it'll be an interesting and fun season um, the, the, but, the other thing I was going to say with that uh Chris Bryant to the Rockies is the the money they gave him doesn't uh doesn't hurt either seven years 182 million I know and I I think I think that's what it like really came down to honestly because the teams were there. Teams wanted him. Good And good teams wanted him. Like, you know, linked to the Jays, linked to the Mets, you know, staying with San Fran. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like teams didn't want him. Yeah, but they weren't backing up the Brinks trucks probably like the Rockies did. No. And right. the, <laughs> the Rockies haven't gone out and spent that much money 
And fuck, I can't even remember. Like, maybe Todd Helton. <laughs> yeah. Those were those were the days. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, yeah, the contract. But money in baseball is always crazy, man. Like, the contracts. So, I mean, even the Correa contract. Three years? I thought he was looking for a long-term deal. Um, I mean, but obviously, three years. What was it? 150 mils, uh, Canes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a that's a lot of money for uh, for three years.